This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the Daily Compliance News for the final day of January 2020. So, first up. If you were involved in helping Carlos Goshan escape custody in Japan, well, the Japanese authorities want to talk to you. The New York Times reports that authorities have issued warrants for men suspected of helping smuggle the former executive out of the country. Um, It's not clear if these warrants will be honored in countries such as the United States or other countries that might have an extradition treaty with Japan, but um, it could well be that some country that does have an extradition treaty with uh, Japan may well be at risk for being arrested in his home country. So the fallout still continues from the Carlos Goshen escape. Uh, Next up, the Trump administration has completely gutted the U.S. Chemical Safety and Hazard Investigation Board. It has underfunded and not replaced uh, key personnel. And now, after a plant explosion in uh, a residential district in Houston, there is um, uh, not enough people, basically, to uh, do the investigation. So it's uh, not going to be clear how they do it. Uh, The agency has sent investigators, but apparently they are so understaffed that they... um, can't do a full investigation. And this really shows the why you need to have these government agencies, because when you have a explosion such as this, someone's got to go in there and figure out on a non-biased basis what caused it. And now the um, government can't do so. Um, next up, a very interesting article in the Wall Street Journal, sports section of all places, about a Houston Astros fan, Tony Adams, who actually went and tracked every pitch in the 2017 season and created a uh, website around it entitled SignStealingScandal.com. And he was able to, on an audio basis, uh, determine when a trash can was banged by the Astros. Now, this does not equate to whether a player got a hit, but he did note that the time or game where the Astros had the most trash banging was a game against Toronto where they banged the trash can 54 times and they scored 16 runs. And just to put a face on this, the Toronto pitcher uh, lasted uh, one-third of an inning and he never pitched in the major leagues again. So a really interesting uh, 
experiment and uh, analysis by an Astros fan. So we'll have to see where that goes. And finally, Brooke Masters in an op-ed piece in the Financial Times argues that white-collar crime, uh, there must be sanctions for it. There must be consequences. And uh, she acknowledges the different types of penalties, whether it be a very aggressive, a high penalty, high dollar penalty, or a jail term for an executive, but that without such penalties, there wouldn't be deterrence. So it's an interesting kind of rumination on what is deterrence, what will get corporate executives' attention, and why uh, we all need to be a part of this discussion about the penalties for companies that engage in bribery and corruption going forward. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. I hope you'll tune in again tomorrow.